Hey, Print Hustlers. Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. We've got a really special guest here, Cameron Maciel. He's 21. He's out of Riverside, California. If you haven't heard of his new invention, it's called Easy Press. It's really cool, and it appears to be a way to turn a manual into an auto. You could find him on E and then the letter Z Press Plus on Instagram. And this is where he's kind of posting his progress of building this out. I found him there and thought this was really cool and wanted to get him to hop on the show. So, Cameron, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So, first of all, how did you get into printing? Start from the beginning because you're, I mean, you're only 21 and you, you know, you're, you're starting to already fabricate this really cool piece of machinery. But where did this all begin? Was it, was your family in the business or? In middle school, seventh grade, um, I started with graphic design and uh, growing up, that's basically what I was all about, drawing and painting and playing on the computer and learning graphic design. And when I started getting into that and designing things for people, for companies, they wanted to know if I could put their new logo on t-shirts. So I looked into it, I learned the craft, uh, watched YouTube videos, I found Ryanet, and uh, 2012, my father paid for me to uh, go to LA and learn with Ryanet with Ross Hunter, the instructor at the time, and basically learn hands-on skills on how to screen print. From there, I would work in the summertime with my parents' businesses, doing like farming and real estate, uh, working on rentals, and that's how I would make my money. And basically, when school would start back up, I'd take the money that I'd make in my summertime and I would slowly invest into screen printing supplies. I would buy the screens and then I'd buy the press, the squeegees. I did that for a few summers while learning on the side uh, how to make a business out of this. By my freshman year in high school, I decided I want to actually do a business. And I basically talked to every single teacher, every single club, and all the coaches of all the sports teams that were at my high school. And nine times out of ten, a lot of people said no. And then until I got one one club that said yes, then the next club like, oh, where'd you get that? So it kind of grew pretty quickly. So being in the industry that my dad was in, uh, we worked for the city. And basically, we were the city contractors. So there was this shipping container that was left on a property in uh, Moreno Valley. And Basically, my dad and I went to go look at look at it, and I basically said this was a perfect fit for a small screen printing shop. It was a 10 by 20 foot shipping container. It already had wall interior walls for like a construction office. It had an AC unit. It was full 110 wired for uh, your plugins and lights. And then we contacted the city. The city says we can take it. I basically paid a towing company to pick up the shipping container and drop it off in my parents' backyard. And That's then, awesome. Yeah. I basically just set up the shipping container, put my press in there. I had a dark room and went to town in that. That's really cool. It's so funny you so, mentioned that. We just uh, chatted with Success Print Shop in Texas. Yeah. Um, and they also started in a shipping container. And now he's kind of expanded into a, a separate building on top of that. But that's really cool. So you set it up in there, wired it up for electricity and, and put some lights and like Base, a four by four or the the screen printing press? Yeah. 
the the press that I was using was just a four by one on eBay, and then I basically used that all of seventh and eighth grade, and I realized that it wasn't a reliable press. And by my freshman year in high school, when I got my first order through a family friend for a soccer team, I was printing the hardest color to print was Plastisol white, and I was printing on hoodies, and it was a very difficult job. And I realized I needed a better press uh, because the registration wasn't there there in the press that I had so I bought the silver press from Ryan and that was an awesome press at the time it was great from there it just kind of like blew up I was printing I was really big on social media on Instagram and I was just plugging away on that uh, the hashtag screen printing was really big at the time when Instagram was really new and mm-hmm. um, I would like literally just comment on every photo that I could and I was getting all these clothing companies and like I said the clubs at my high school but Getting to the actual device itself, since I was in such a small area, growing up, we've always been taught to figure out a better way of doing things without it costing a lot and basically using the resources that you have available to you. So I noticed this gap between manual printers and then it went all the way up to fully automatic printing. And I just felt that there was like a middle ground for combining the two somehow and for me printing a four color t-shirt and you're doing a thousand shirts that's a lot of print strokes I mean flooding and printing constantly especially on a manual press so I kind of wanted a way to take the manual process out to where you're still loading the t-shirt just like you would on a fully automatic press but when you go down and pull your screen down instead of you doing the actual manually manual flooding and printing you pull the screen down and you click a button and it does the flooding and printing for you just like an automatic press would do the only thing that the device wouldn't do that a fully automatic press would do is the rotation of the shirt because a fully automatic you put the shirt on and it rotates and it prints all the colors for you automatically this way it's like a semi-automatic device where it's doing just the flooding and printing for you. So sure. um, this basically maintains consistency throughout shirt one to shirt 1000. You're not getting fatigued by shirt 75, shirt 100. The consistency is still there throughout the whole job. And you're able to go a lot longer because you're not actually physically doing the manual labor now. Interesting. So it's fully driven by space constraints. Yes. Yeah, so the first design in high school, at my high school, we had an engineering program. And by my senior year, we were allowed to take the entire year to design whatever we wanted. There, It was based off three different categories. It was between um, helping the elderly, sports, and then arts. So you had to choose a category on what you wanted to design in. So my senior year project, I decided to basically build what I had designed from freshman year to senior year because I was printing so much, but I wasn't printing enough to buy a larger shop and buy an automatic press sure. or hire people. I was still a one-man show. So I was like, there has to be a simpler solution where I can make my job easier and maintain quality to the end consumer. So from freshman year to senior year, I had the basic ideas designed by 2013 and then by 2016 I was actually able to prove the concept was there and the first pneumatic one was it was pneumatic driven to where it was an actual pneumatic cylinder that would push and pull the squeegees 
and the squeegees themselves, the flood and the actual flood squeegee and the print squeegee were all controlled pneumatically as well. Now the difference with Rynet changed from the Civil Press to the Riley Hopkins Jr. now and going that direction, the Riley Hopkins Jr. is a lot more compact and the mm -hmm. press arm itself is a lot smaller. So since the press arm was smaller, I couldn't fit a large pneumatic behind the actual press arm. So I had to basically redesign the whole device from the ground up. Currently, I'm working on a screw drive system where it's a threaded rod down the center and then one end is a stepper motor. And when the step motor is rotating, it rotates the actual threaded rod, which then would pull the whole main component that's holding the squeegees. Got it. That's super interesting. So I'm looking at some of these pictures on your website and on Instagram. First of all, how did you start even to build this? I mean, what's involved in it? It seems like you were welding. I mean, but there seems like there's electronics to it, too. How did Definitely. you learn some of that? Um, like I said, my high school engineering class, my, at my high school, there is an engineering program. It's called Project Lead the Way. It's an awesome program, kind of taken as a step for, I was kind of already ahead of a lot of what the school was actually already teaching because like I said, like growing up with my father and my mom, we, we grew up in a business environment to where a lot of the tools and equipment that we need, they were never designed for what we used them for. So like the farming equipment that we use, it's actual farming equipment, but we put it in terrains that are rocky, um, and they're, they're just super rough and they're not made for what they do. So we basically buy the main component and growing up, we were always taught to like, all right, we need to figure out how to make this better. So uh, growing up, we would always design those tools and we would just trial and error. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, try again. That's how my dad brought us up as kids. So I always had that 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 background of like all right i'm gonna try it if it doesn't work it doesn't work if it does mm -hmm. great so by my time by the time i got to high school i was actually learning the the technical craft of engineering design like sketching your ideas your front view your side view your isometric view um, that was basically all of um intro to design or intro to engineering was my freshman year Sophomore year, we learned the principles of engineering, which is basically the physics of how everything is structurally made, like what materials to use, what materials not to use. By my third year in high school, we learned digital electronics. I kind of was doing programming already, programming websites, programming applications, programming mm -hmm. databases. So um, the third year, we learned circuit board um, integration and how to use computer chips, how to use open source uh, software. and basically just went to town on that. So I basically took the background on what I learned growing up and I took the information that I learned in high school. And then, like I said, by my senior year, we are allowed to apply the three years prior to building one specific project if we took all three years. Basically, when I went to start it, I was only around one automatic press and that's when I went to Ross Hunter's screen printing shop in Los Angeles and that was the only time I was ever around an automatic press and then when Ryan did a party in Los Angeles at their new uh, warehouse facility I saw one there too so I basically took YouTube videos and watched how uh, automatic presses work and it was just a simple pneumatic stroke and pneumatics going up and down so I basically just bought basically their 
Halloween prop pneumatics that are used for Halloween props for like popping stuff out. So right, I bought started those to put it together from I there. Just, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. What What do you think? Um, so So have you had a working prototype yet, or where Where are you at now? Well, my senior year project, it was basically proving the concept that it would, it can work. And uh -huh. the senior year project version one, I think is on the website of the video of the pneumatics going up and down and the actual print stroke going forward and reverse. I currently have never actually, I've put the device on press, but the problem I'm running into now is I have to basically reinvent the wheel on the actual squeegee attachment. I haven't designed that part yet. I haven't designed my own flood bar and my own actual squeegee bar that attaches to the pneumatics. That's like kind of where I'm at with it. Other than that, basically redesigning the whole device for a Riley Hopkins Junior Press now. I haven't actually tested a full flood and actual print, but the concept's there. Got it. That's really exciting. What do you think a price point of something like this would be with, you know, when you are able to put it together? My goal is to have each device you would need one device per print head and my goal is to have each device to be at least a thousand dollars got it so okay. if you're buying like the silver comparing the numbers to like the silver press back in the day when you had it fully upgraded to the micros it came out to a thousand bucks and if you bought a device like this you would attach it to all four print heads you can have a um a full manual semi-automatic press for five grand. That's really cool. What are some difficult things that you've learned just trying to build this out? Things take time. I still work my nine to five. It's, it's time management. Working with new tools that I haven't done before. So like I'm working with the devices I'm making are so intricate that they can't be machined out of CNC aluminum like I want them to because uh, my whole background is basically machining the stuff out of 3D printed plastic so 3d printers can do more than a cnc mill would so designing around that aspects of it other than figuring out how to not reinvent the wheel i want to make it super basic to where everything works together like i said with the flood bar and the squeegee bar sure um, those are some of the drawbacks that i've been having um, but other than that, I mean, it's basically it's just a slow process. I mean, like I said, the, 2016, I built version one and I'm still working on version two. So yeah. everything's just a slow process and it just takes time. I admire you. I love the innovation here. I think this is really, really exciting, especially, you know, just wanting to solve it. And, and at your age, too, it's very cool to see you solving these problems and just doing it. So yeah. that's really neat. The one where you got it to work and, and flood like it, you know, it pushed ink through and it, it, it stayed on or, or what was the that first test that you got working? The video I have of version one working, it, it's only it's only showing the nomadics. Like I had a small uh, software that I had just made up real quick, and it was just basic flood squeegees down, flood yeah. squeegees up, print squeegees down, print squeegees up, and then a print stroke and a flood stroke. Um, that's all it did. I never got it on press because, like I said, I never designed. I never was able to finish the year out designing the flood bar and the squeegee holder. So I was never able to perfect that in the time that I had my senior year. And after I graduated, the switch over to the Riley Hopkins Jr. started. So once I saw that, 
um, I, I found a guy that had a Riley Hopkins Jr. press, and I basically got all the dimensions that I could because I couldn't afford to buy the press at the time. I basically started redesigning it from the ground up, so I haven't I haven't a, a actual end print test yet. Got it, got it. With the device. How did it feel, though, when you first got, you know, things were starting to move at least back but and forth with that demo? It was awesome. It was awesome because, like I said, the high school program, it they, they only went so far in teaching. So I wanted it to be super, super professional. And in the high school program, they're showing you how to use Arduinos, which is a basic open source programming language that you can just build almost anything with. And I wanted, like, I wanted a professional product, so I actually built my own circuit board with an Arduino on it. I built my own basically programming source library that would work for screen printer so it's easy to read. But once we got the circuit board going and we plugged all the pneumatics in and we got the software to communicate with the board yeah. and we were able to push we were able to touch on a touch screen and it would actually do something. It was just it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. <laughs> I still remember it to this day. I bet. That's really cool. And so now you just keep working on it on nights and weekends? Yeah, nights and weekends. Um, I work very long days. Some nights I come home and basically I just do 3D modeling. And then um, by the time I'm done modeling that model, I throw it on the 3D. I have three 3D printers in my apartment here. I basically put that concept model in the printers and it would print for uh, a day or two depending on the size. And then by the time I get home the next night or the following night, that model's done. And I basically take it off and uh, on my desk over here, the model's there, and I basically mock it up and see if that model works. And if it doesn't, I go back to the computer, redesign model two, and just go through the process again. That's really cool. What do you think on timing? Like, when do you think, do you feel like it's getting closer, or do you feel like end of this year or next year? I definitely believe that it will be done the end of this year. I'm going to be home a lot more. Our family businesses, we travel a lot. So when I'm traveling away, I, that whole time I'm not doing almost anything that's re- like that's related to the actual model itself. When I'm away, I'm only doing the actual programming side. But I hope to have it done this year. It's super close. The main part was the hardest part, getting everything aligned and working with the threaded rod, which was a new concept. Like I said, I only have to design the squeegee holder and the flood bar and it's basically ready for testing that's very cool well yeah cameron this is the amount of work you've put into it to get it here is again like i said very impressive and i definitely want everybody to check it out easy press you can see it easypressplus.com e and then the letter z pressplus.com if somebody else is looking to also innovate in their shop what, what tips do you have for them find a wrong that you want right that's basically what it comes down to if you do find a wrong that you want right now you just need to break down the fundamentals of what it's going to take to make that wrong a right and basically read books and watch youtube videos and just plug away at it until you figure it out some things that i would like to find out and get feedback on is that i'm really big on open source platforms that's how 3D printing broke out when 3D printing was blowing up back in 2008 and MakerBot was designing a full-on open source. Mm-hmm. So I really want to know if other screen printers out there are interested in the open source platform. Are they willing to plug away and learn the background coding? It's a super basic software learning 
curve. It's all based off Arduino, like I said. And I want to know if there's people out there that would want to design modules to plug into the actual device itself to make it even better. I don't want to sure. be the only. I don't want to be the only one designing and developing and thinking like this is what you want. I want other people like, oh, this would be cool. Like, and then I want to have like a platform where everyone goes to and they start like bouncing ideas off each other and other people that are young like me and know how to design and know how to 3D print. They're basically having this community where they're bouncing ideas off each other and they're developing other modules that will just plug and play into the device itself, you know? Right, right. I think that's really exciting. I'd also love that as a side note to, to help introduce you to a couple other folks too that maybe can help you push forward or just lessons learned of, uh, on the engineering side. So um, we'll connect after. But Cameron, really, really great. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm very excited to see where this goes and, and pumped that you keep pushing it forward too. I think any business owner understands that it's the long haul, but it's not easy. And, you know, you're showing that you're you're pushing past that, which is which is incredible. So, Cameron, thanks so much for being able to join us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome.